Welcome to Off the Beaten Path, but not lost. With Tony, Kristen, Kylie, and Lexi. Join us on this RV full-time living journey. Across the beautiful United States. Where are the fellas? Welcome to episode 96. Today we're going to talk about five great harvest hosts or boondocker welcome locations that you should check out. First, if you listen to the podcast on Apple iTunes, we'd love it if you left us a five-star review. Or you can leave us a review on any app that you may listen to this podcast. One of the most unique tools we have at our fingertips as full-time RVers is harvest hosts and boondockers welcome. It is a really cool app, website, software, subscription. Membership. Membership. I guess that's what it is, actually, a membership. <laughs> that allows, it's all of the above. Yeah, it's all of the above. Um, it's used for finding places to stay while traveling. It's especially handy for us, like for one to two night stays, depending on the location. And they're at unique places. Mm-hmm. So a little bit about Harvest Host first. Harvest Host is a membership for RV travelers and, I mean, van people. Yeah, van life. Van life. You have to be self-contained. Yeah. Members can stay at a wide range of locations, including wineries, farms, museums, golf courses. Breweries. Yeah. Anything else I'm missing? I mean, there's tons of places. There's like, but I think everything fits into one Churches. Churches, yep. Instead of a traditional campground, you can stay at these unique places, get tours, get to experience all these different locations for one night. Harvest Host is normally one night only, unless you have a special permission from the host. And then when you stay there, the stay is free, but they ask you to support the host and they want you to pay like $20 or $30. But most of the time you end up spending that anyways, because it's a museum or a farm, Mm -hmm. you can get like farm tours. Um, If you're at, you know, a restaurant of some sort, you can get food, all of the things. So normally you end up spending around that much anyways. We do like to stay at these when we're traveling from one location to another. It's a good place to stop in between instead of a Walmart parking lot or a rest area. However, the con would be it's not free because you do want to pay them. You do want to support them. Um, It is cool because you're getting two things for the price of one. You're getting a stay and a tour and all of that or whatever you end up doing, museum or whatever. But sometimes that doesn't quite work out for us just because we don't plan on doing anything. Um, And so we're kind of forced to do it where if we would have just stayed at a Walmart, you know, we wouldn't end up paying anything or a rest area, we wouldn't end up paying anything. Um, And so if we don't plan on doing like a farm tour or museum or something along those lines, then it actually does not make sense for us to stay at a Harvest Host because we end up paying more money than we would have (laughs) if we would have just stopped somewhere else. Yeah, I would say like some of them would probably just be like if it's a same day reservation, it's more of like an emergency stop if you don't have a Walmart or something like that. Like a like I we haven't used the uh, any of the churches on 
harvest hosts because they don't sell anything. Uh, it's basically just like you stay there and you make a donation. That's what harvest hosts expect you to do. And a lot of times we're not there when they're open. So yeah. it's hard for us to make a donation. <laughs> and we've even, we, you know, we've been to other harvest hosts. Like recently we were in the UP of Michigan in Gwynn near Marquette. And we stayed at the uh, K.I. Sawyer Heritage Air Museum, which I really wanted to check out because there's a lot of cool history and stuff there. But they didn't open until one o'clock and we overnighted there and we were leaving in the morning. So in that case, you would make a donation instead of going through and checking out the museum. But in a lot of cases, yeah, it's sometimes you want a little more security, I guess. Yeah. Like if we're in a an area that we're really unsure like a of. city. Yeah. Sometimes there's not a boondocking spot yeah. or like there's not a rest area. Or the Walmart there says no overnight parking. So, you know, then you're going to have to move on. So that's where, like, I would say, you know, the feeling of security would come in handy, like in the the churches and stuff like that. And Boondockers Welcome is similar but different. So first of all, they were separate companies and Harvest Host ended up purchasing them. So now Boondockers Welcome is part of Harvest Host. Um, And Boondockers Welcome are people, private land, residential areas. They're off the beaten path spots, which are really neat. Um, But their focus is private landowners, not commercial places. Yep. Uh, a lot of these places are free, uh, and they'll tell you right in the notes, like, we don't want anything (laughs) from you. Um, some of them offer electricity or hookups of some sort, and then they'll ask for like a small fee for that. But to be honest, it's a very small fee. Like, I feel like sometimes I should give them more money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, I personally like the boondockers welcome more than the harvest host locations. Now that being said, I, all the ones we mentioned today, I think may be harvest host locations because they're really fun. You know, we get to do a tour, we get to see some cool things. We get to do cool things, but the boondockers welcome are really nice people that you get to meet and get to hear their story. You get to like see their setup and, you know, like they're all RV community people normally, like they travel. And so, you have a lot in common with them, which is really neat. And we've stayed at a lot of those places yep. across the country as well. And I think I have um, maybe some better memories at some of the Boondockers Welcome than I do at some of the Harvest Hosts. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to be doing these. I honestly just picked five. Yeah. We had so many. I was like, I, they are all favorites. I honestly can't tell you one that I didn't like. I don't think we've ever stayed at one. We were like, we'll never do that again. Yeah. So we are going to be doing this more often and like, you know, giving you more of these, these spots. Um, so I just randomly picked five. So these aren't our favorite. These are just five great locations. (laughs) And actually one of them may be a boondockers. Welcome. The last one is that one or was it? It It is. Okay. So we have one boondockers. Welcome. And then four harvest hosts in this batch. Yep. So, yeah, Boondockers Welcome is more community-driven approach. It has, like, the people actually travel and do RV life as well. So you have a lot in common. I really like that one. Girls, what do you prefer, the Boondockers Welcomes, where we go to the people's houses, or do you like the Harvest Hosts, where we do something? I like the Harvest Hosts. Because she's a farm. Yeah. She loves the farms. (laughs) And then... Kylie's all about the animals. Anything related to animals will be Kylie, just so you know. (laughs) So, what was them again? Boondockers Welcome, which is when we just go and stay at someone's house. And then Harvest Host is 
the place where we go to the farm and we stay the night and then we get to do like stuff like Frankie's house. That would be a heart. Uh, that was a Boondockers welcome. welcome. Yep. Oh, then I like Boondockers <laughs> welcomes. <laughs> and we also stayed at um, the one where the planes were like driving down the road. Yep. That was a Boondockers oh, yeah. welcome. Why should you use Harvest Host and Boondockers welcome? Sometimes you want to get away from it all. A lot of these are kind of secluded. Or, like you said earlier, like, a little off the beaten path from, like, a normal RV campground or something like that. Yep. It's also easy. You know, you can set it up online. Yep. You can drop in. I mean, you do kind of got to communicate with them a little bit, which if you're getting in late, that's kind of a bummer. So, just keep that in mind um, when you're making your reservations. But if you're getting in at, a, like, a somewhat decent time and you're going to leave in the next day, this is, like, perfect. You pull in. You You stop. Yep. And then um, in the morning you leave. But it's better than a regular campground. And you get to stay at some really cool places like museums, farms. You get to see animals. You get to see how they raise the animals. It's There's a lot of really cool things. There's a lot of great homes and people that you get to meet and communities. That's always fun. Like we met the Frankie, which we're going to talk about. That's actually one of mm-hmm. the, the options we're going to talk about today. Um, but we also met a, a nice man that, do you remember his name that lived in the airplane? Doug. Doug. Of course you remember. Um, Doug, he lived where, like, they, they have, like, airplanes in their little neighborhood. Yeah, his, his. <laughs> and they drive down the yeah, road. <laughs> his community is, like, an air park community. So, it's a gated community that you get to stay in at his house. And, uh, all the homes are connected to a, like, a private runway. So that was really cool. Um, You also get, I mean, you just get like a friend. Like I actually, sometimes when we leave them, I'm like sad. Yeah. Like like Frankie and them, I'm sad. And we've kept in contact with them. We've actually wrote them like emails. So it's kind of cool. Um, The community and the friends you meet through the, through Boondockers Welcome and Harvest Host. I actually wrote a poem for them and gave it, gave it to them. Yep. And dad, isn't, um, was the airplane place, was that where the wood place was? Wood shop, yep. Another cool thing, we talked about this in the last podcast, was um, that you can get local produce and meats and good, good food. (laughs) Yep. Um, Instead of getting it at the grocery store. That's something fun you can do at these locations. Yeah, if you stay at a Harvest Host and purchase meat or eggs or veggies or something, you know exactly where it came from. A lot of these hosts sign up because they like to tell stories. So it's really cool to hear their story. You know, you get to hear, like, why they got into RV life, how long they've been doing it, you know, why they have a house now or whatever the story is. Um, Or they're just, like, people that just love people, hosting people. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's a really fun story as well. You get to save money. Like I said, some of these places are free. Um, Now, the Harvest Host, you do have to pay, um, but it's still cheaper than a campground, um, especially in some areas, depending on, you know, if you're staying in a city or something like that, um, $20, $30 is much cheaper than (laughs) staying at a campground. Yep. Yeah, definitely. And they're, they're a lot safer. Like Tony said, you can, you know, for example, this is a really good example of why we would use a Harvest Host is we like to go to the Capitol buildings. 
when we visit the Capitol building, we there's normally not anywhere to boondock right near the Capitol building. And so we're leaving our RV in a parking lot. And we don't want to leave our dogs in a parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's not very safe, um, especially if it's hot. We can't leave our RV running or anything like that. And to be, to be fair, we don't really like leaving our RV in a city parking lot. that's kind of freaky to me. Um, So that is a good reason why we would like to do a boondockers welcome or a harvest host location because we like to leave our RV, go visit something like the Capitol building. You know, we're in a friendly neighborhood or somewhere secure. It's just peace of mind. And a lot of times you can talk to them and say, you know, like, hey, we really want to go visit this one thing. Um, is it okay if we go do that and then leave after we're done? And they will always say yes. Yeah. I can't imagine they say no unless they have some event happening that they need yeah. you out. <laughs> and a lot of times they'll say, why don't you go, if you're going to be out and about, here's, you know, three things that you have to check out while you're in the area. Oh, yeah. That's they the always thing we've have, always had. Yeah. They yeah. always have good recommendations for food. Good recommendations for little points of interest or attractions. Okay, so let's get into our five locations. What's the first one? Heard it here farm. Yeah, that was a fun one. That was in uh, Cottageville, South Carolina. We woke up to horses, Before donkeys. We, we went to bed and they were all <laughs> roaming around our vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> but the na- we had another another person was staying with us that time. Um, not staying with us, but they were staying at Heard It Here. And they came out of their um, trailer because the whole trailer was moving. Yeah. <laughs> because, was it the donkey? It was a horse. Oh, the horse was like rubbing his back. On, on <laughs> he was scratching his back on the corner of the RV. I mean, how cool is that? How many times do you get to say that? Like you, you woke up and, like I was feeding them out of our window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they loved the carrots and the, the lettuce. apples and yeah. lettuce. Yeah, we went to bed, and well, when we actually, when we got there, there was a bunch of horse poop everywhere, and we were like, why is there so much horse poop? Why yeah, do they, right where why we're is there, parking. Yeah, right where we're parking, and then that night we found out why. Yeah, he lets them into the field that you're staying in. <laughs> <laughs> so, there, yeah, what is there? There's a horse. A donkey. A mini donkey, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, I think, and then I also think there's a mini pony. Yeah. Yeah, so there was three beasts that were roaming in the night. And they have alpacas there. That's actually, like, their main thing. Yeah. Because they have probably, I don't know, at the time they had six, seven, eight? Mm, Yeah, maybe up in the closer to ten. Maybe they had ten. Is that where we got our alpaca socks? Yeah. Yeah, so they have, like, almost ten alpacas, which were really fun (laughs) with their little poofy heads. We got to see those, which was really cool. Oh, there was a little baby, wasn't there? He got to explain the process to us, how they, you know, take care of their animals and why they... Well, do you remember we we did a tour of the chickens and all the birds and I think they had, had goats. goats. Yeah. Yeah, and we fed the birds. Yep. Oh, yeah. They also had those... Um, they had, like, the guinea, guinea birds. Yeah, they had the super furry feet. And they had the... Yeah, they had all kinds of different chickens. And what was the one's name? Like Dolly Parton or something like that? I think so. And it had like a had like a big poof head. head. Yeah. So yeah, they have all kinds of like chickens and those types of birds, poultry birds. But I don't they they don't use them for like food or anything. I don't even think they use the eggs. Maybe they did. I don't remember that. But they had little goats. We got to feed the goats. Remember one of the guys, the other guy there, put um, put food in his mouth and let the goat take it to get like a goat kiss or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then your mom tried talking to me into it. I was like, no, thank you. 
they do some fun things there. Like they have goat yoga. Well, they did at the time. I don't know if they still do that, but they have goat yoga and they have like people out there. Um, they do something with like PTSD. Remember that? Like veterans thing. Um, there, there are some definitely cool things that they do at the farm. Yeah. It's a really cool setup. Although the, I say the only con to that is getting in and out of that, the pasture where you park is very tight. So if you have a really big rig, uh, it's it could be trouble for you. There was actually somebody who was co- trying to come in, and they couldn't. They actually damaged their RV trying to come through the gate because it's a little awkward getting through his gate at, with the angle that you have to come. Yeah, so, it was tight. He had a big fifth wheel. Yeah, yeah, it was like a 45-foot fifth wheel. They so, left. Yeah, they, they couldn't get in, so they left. So that was unfortunate. But, yeah, if you have a huge rig, you might want to contact them ahead of time just to make sure that they can direct you because – they know exactly what to do and how to get in. Like he gave me special directions because he said most of the time the GPS will take you the certain way, but you actually want to come a different way to, so you don't have to make a sharp turn. And they also have a shop there. That, so first of all, they do have tours. So we bought the tour yep. when we were there, which was well worth it because we got to see all of the animals. He explained everything to us, which is great. And then the girls ended up going into the shop and buying some stuff. Yeah, we got alpaca first socks, and I probably wore wore mine out as soon as I got them, like two weeks after. Because she wore them every single day, day and night. Yes. (laughs) She's a sock freak. So, yeah, they're super soft socks. Next one, another Harvest host. This was LZJ Ranch, and that's called the Hiawatha Hideout. This is in Price, Utah. This may have been our first it one was. we ever stayed yep. at. It was an experience getting there. You'll have to, I'll link the show notes, the podcast that we talked about that, because that was a whole experience. My fault. Oops. Uh, but <laughs> the place itself was so cool. Yes. So it's in the like middle of the desert, kind of. Yeah. And it's this like was, at the foothills of a mountain. And this was kind of our first experience of the desert too like this is when we first came to it, that area we, it was our first day in utah yeah and we hadn't been to desert yet so this was like really cool you drive it's not near a house it's actually like on his land and yeah. it's a little ways away so you're there by yourself for the most part i mean unless you plan something with them so he gives you directions, you get out there, and there's actual, like, camp spots. There's probably four or five spots, if I remember right, where you can camp. But if you have a bigger rig, I think there's only, like, two. Yeah. And so we were parked there. It was dark when we got there, and we heard, like, some weird noises, and we are like, we and didn't. When we say t- it was dark, it was pitch black. Yeah, and I don't think we knew there was animals out there. No. Yeah, because I... We did know that there was going to be horses because I had planned for the kids to go horseback riding. I didn't tell them that. It was a surprise. So we knew that they were going to have horses, but I thought they would be bringing them out. Like, I didn't know that. Actually, they did bring them out. Those weren't even the horses they were at. There was other So we had no idea there was animals there. But we kept hearing these, like, weird noises, and we're like, oh, gosh, what's that? But we could not see anything because it was literally pitch black. Yep. In the morning, we found out what the noises were. Yeah, they had horses. They had uh, a mule. A mule, yeah. And that's the weird noises yeah. we're hearing. <laughs> Wait, no. It was a mini pony and a mule, and they were doing it together. No, the mule was big, remember? Yeah, we thought it was a one. horse almost. Yeah, but it had the huge ears. Yeah. 
But oh, then they also me. had a mini pony and um. And I think that's when we first saw that they that uh, mini ponies and donkeys have to be together because they're best. They become <laughs> best friends. Apparently, they keep the mule out there because they are meaner. To, they like protect the other animals from predators. So that's why they normally have mules around. Yeah, who knew that mules were like watchdogs? Yeah. <laughs> I guess they, like, kick. They bite, too. Oh, they bite, too, yeah. yeah. This one was very nice. He he liked us. Um, So, anyways, in the morning, it was really cool. We walked around. Um, They have a a sweat tent thing there. Or not tent. It was a... Sweat lodge. Sweat lodge made there. They have um, some seating. We actually did a Jeep trail there. We got to see some like old leftover yeah. glass and It was like on property too. So yeah. it was cool. So it was like glass from a long time ago. Like not just <laughs> litter yeah, from, from somebody like else. pioneer days. And that's what yeah. um there's comments on the Harvest Host reviews. You know, everybody said they it was great and all, but some people complained about a lot of broken glass, which there was. And um we were talking to him about it and he said this is all glass that's been here for one, you know, over a hundred years. And it's not where you're driving, by the way. No, no. Well, not where you're driving with your RV, at least. There is some on, like, the Jeep trails, but it's not, like, it's not, like, sharp. It's not, like, litter glass. You yeah. can tell that it's old. Yeah. <laughs> like, when you look at it, it's, like, rounded and, like, super old looking. It's well weathered, yeah. Yeah. Worn out. And on the Jeep trail, we got to see some, like, old cans and stuff. It was really cool to see some of the old stuff. Yeah, because it's out in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. there was, um, oh, yeah, there was there's the like an brothel. old hotel brothel thing. And then once you get off his property, there you can actually exit his property onto, like, state land and stuff like that to continue on if you wanted to continue your trails. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Then we came back, and... I told the girls that they are getting, I had to tell them ahead of time because I was a little nervous. They would be like super shy or scared Mm -hmm. and not want to do it. So I waited to the last minute and then I was like, okay, girls, they're going to be coming with horses and you guys are going to go horseback riding. (laughs) Yeah. But they were both like super excited. I was so happy because I was a little nervous they were going to be shy or not want to do it just because, you know, you're like dropping it on them. Lexi was like five. Yeah, she was. So she was turning five then. Mm-hmm. That year, that month, and she we was kind of did it for her birthday. So, yeah. um, so she was literally turning five. So she was super tiny. And tell us about it, girls. What happened? I don't think I would ever say no to horseback riding. <laughs> ever, even with real cowboys, you weren't shy at all with them. Do you guys remember their names or anything? What do you guys remember? I only remember the horses' names. All right, the horse that I was riding on was Buck, and it was like a super, it was like tan with black feet and black mane and tail, and also had a black muzzle, and it was super pretty. Yeah, it was a pretty big horse, too. And then mine was named Pepper, (laughs) and it was an all-white horse with these tiny black speckles all over him. Kind of like Pepper. Yeah, and he had a white mane. Yeah. And you had two cowboys come out and take you guys all around. And then they came. you came back, and we told them how excited you were to do it. And I think that made them feel bad. So then they did more with you guys. Yep. <laughs> I don't know why, but they took you on a long – they were late because their trailer had a flat yeah, like a tire. tire issue. Yeah. Yeah. So they were a little late, so they did, like, extra playing with you guys. 
actually, my horse was actually cowgirl, and then the other one was Buck. Oh yeah, because you got to ride. The, I think Buck was his horse, right? So he put him in like the round pen, and you guys got to ride him around in there, right? And then we got to ride around. Actually, we didn't yeah. just get to ride. Yeah, you did like a long trail ride, like way out of sight. Yeah, I was so nervous. My heart was like pounding because you guys are gone. I'm like, oh gosh, I hope they don't fall. Because Lexi was five, yep. so I'm like, I hope she doesn't fall off. Because you were like on like a big horse. Yep. <laughs> I was super nervous. And every second, I just reach my hand down and pet him. Yeah, oh, he was, was super cute. soft. They were good horses too. And they were missing some cows, yep, right? Yep. And we actually ended up seeing some cows when we were out on our Jeep trail. So we told them about it, and then they all, like, yeah, put they, on their chaps and, like, yeah, rode like off. Yeah, the owner and, came out. <laughs> yeah, they all got all their uh, gear on. Yeah. Got in their horses and, like, literally rode off into the sunset. Yeah. I would have taken pictures, but the I was in the house because I didn't want to be, like, weird taking pictures of these guys <laughs> riding off into the sunset. It wasn't the sunset either. It was just riding off to go get them. But, so I was trying to take pictures, and our windows were all dirty, so the pictures look awful. So you don't get to see <laughs> the pictures. But it was really cool. Like, you have all these people riding off to go get the cows. I mean, it was, like, straight out of a movie. Yeah, for sure. And that was our first experience with something like that. <laughs> so it was really cool. Anything else about that place? That was a good birthday gift, right? Yeah. <laughs> now you're in North Dakota, kid. How things have changed. <laughs> Next, Sheep Mountain Creamery. This one was cool. It was in Helena, Montana. When did we stay here? This was 2021. Did we stay here for a capital? We were going to stay there. Then we were going to overnight at a Walmart in town, but when we got there, uh, it was no overnight parking. Oh. So then we had to go find somewhere else. And then we did the Capitol, but it was kind of our making our way from Glacier. This place was really cool. Um, they had some dogs there, some like watch dogs. What kind of dogs are those? Does anyone remember? I think they had a puppy, too. Yeah. yeah. That they were training. Getting trained, yeah. They were great Pyrenees. Yeah. And they protected the sheep. Yep. And we learned Is that where we got the sheep milk? Yep. That we never actually used. I was so mad about that. We bought some milk to have some ice cream, but then forgot about it in our freezer, and it was bad. But if we're ever near there again, we're going to get some, because <laughs> or buy any sheep. Yeah. Also, they, they offer more than just the milk. They have cheese. Yep. Um, they do sell some of the meats, don't they? I don't remember the meat. I remember sh cheese and milk, and the milk is super sweet. Yep. Way different than regular milk. I mean, it wasn't bad tasting, but I couldn't drink it like regular milk. But I could definitely eat it in ice cream. But yeah, we did a <laughs> tour there. We got to um, hang out with all the, the sheep and the dogs. We saw, like, a couple big old huge fat rams. Yeah. She explained oh. the the how they um, shear them and yep. all of that. We got a tour of where they actually produce the milk and cheese. That was really neat. And also the rams. Remember when they uh, made noises? Yeah, it sounded like, like super loud belches. Yeah, it sounded like they were burping. Those things were huge. Yeah, they were giant. They are probably like as big as a bear. It was like a cool day because what I, I remember about this is that it was really hazy that day. Mm -hmm. Do you remember A lot it? of wildfire smoke, yeah. Oh, is that what it was, yeah. wildfire smoke? I couldn't remember if it was wildfire smoke or if it was like foggy. But it was like a mystic 
looking place. It was kind of cool. And then they had a nice big area that you could stay. Um, and then we got our tour, which I think was three bucks a person. Yeah, it's something like that. It was super cheap. Yeah, and then we bought some milk. It was a really cool place. And they had the cheese tasting. Remember mm-hmm. that? It was a cool experience, and it was in a nice location. Though. I like that area. Mm-hmm. All right, next. Debelation Brewing Company. This was in Richmond Hill, Georgia. And this was actually, we were traveling to Florida, and we stayed at multiple different Harvest Hose slash Boondockers Welcome on the way there. I think three, maybe, yeah. of them. Um, so each place, we would get a little farther on our travel that day and then stay at another spot. And this was a really cool, like, small brewery. Yep. And... They had a, like, tiny bit of food. I think we, what did we get? It was there? mostly snacky foods, like yeah. nachos and pretzels. I think we got and, pretzels. I think we got nachos, too, but oh. we got just a, a few snack things. I got a flight of beer of all their uh, handmade beers. And then they good. had a wall of games. Board games, yeah. And we, and then they had all these just, like, regular tables in there, long tables that everyone just kind of sits together. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Because normally in bars you have, you know, your individual seats and y'all sit separate. This was just like they had some long tables in there, didn't they? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> You're looking it was at like, me like several like... <laughs> rows of of like uh, tables and benches. Yeah. So you're kind of all sitting like cafeteria style. Together, which is cool. So we sat there, um, played board games. This is when we first played Battleship. Yeah. And after this game, we wanted to buy it yeah. so bad. And actually, that year, we got it for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and there was live music while we were there. Mm-hmm. We had some Dr. Pepper. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all Lexi loves about that, that she and, got Dr. Uh, Pepper. That one was kind of cool also because I had a friend who moved from Michigan to Georgia right in that area. So I got to meet up with him that night, and you guys hung out for a few hours while I hung out with him. Yeah, yeah, I forgot about that. That was actually kind of cool. I made mozzarella sticks and lost all the cheese. (laughs) That's a common thing in our house. Yeah. (laughs) But that's a cool one to check out. I think the only really con to that one was it's kind of right off the interstate. Which actually didn't bother us sleeping. I wasn't bothered by that. But the con, I would say, is it's tight to get into. Um, It's a small area, and they pack the people in. Yeah, I think there was like eight other... RVs there. Yes. That night. When we got there, there was only like two. Yeah, which is lucky because we were able to get in. And- yeah, but by the time we woke up the next day, I think there was like eight or nine. All right, our fifth place that you should definitely check out if you have Harvest Host or Boondockers Welcome is Quiet Time Acres in Tallahassee, Florida. Yeah. And we did this so we could go to a capital. That's like a common thing for these for us. Yeah. Um. So we ended up, um, this was a boondockers welcome. We set it up. Tony set it up to stay there. We pulled in. Super nice guy. He has a big yard. Um, and It's like a golf course. It's like. So it was Rick and Frankie. Yep. Um, and Rick explains where, you know, where he wanted Tony to park. So he, we parked there. Um, we hung out with them a little bit, talked to him. Um, and then 
I think either that day or the next day you had asked if, um, you know, if we could leave RV there to go to the Capitol yep. and they insisted that we do. And they offered up staying there longer. So yeah, we ended up staying there. Night. We ended up staying there two nights, which worked out really good because we were able to go to the Capitol building and then leave. You know, yep. we didn't have to like do it all in one day. Oh, that was another one where, um, our water pump broke mm. and, um, I told him that, and I was going to go to Camping World because I had to, um, I think I did I have to swap it out, or that's when I first bought a new water pump, a second new water pump. Instead of, like, having us go without water, he, like, got his hose out, you oh, know, yeah. and we he let us hook up to uh, his hose, which we also hooked up to electricity, which they do ask for a small fee for electricity, which yep. is fine. But, um, yeah, we we were able to hook up to water and electricity, and it was all good. And they were super nice. They brought out some fruit or something. Yeah, watermelon. They brought out some watermelon. What else? And we sat out on their patio and ate watermelon. It was really nice. And popcorn. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Also, their yard, it was super, super big. And it was bright green. And it was all flat. (laughs) So they're like running all over the place. And the dogs were loving it. Yep. Her patio is very nice and big. And inside her house, everything was Christmas. It was so cool. Yeah, it was like a, they had like their whole, a whole section of their house was dedicated to Christmas decorations. It was mm-hmm. wild. I'm pretty sure it was their whole house, honey. Maybe it was. <laughs> it was. They had like, I don't, uh, do you remember the number? They have an exact number of Christmas trees that they have. Oh, no, I don't remember, but it was like a Christmas store. They have like every 20. room decorated. It was crazy they had so much christmas stuff they definitely love christmas yeah <laughs> we do too yeah it was like Bronner's. plus they're in florida so it makes it kind of funny yeah. you know because you know they have christmas all year long yeah they get snow like once every 20 years but yeah they the outside is very nice they have this big what is that pergola type thing it's yeah it's kind of like a pavilion mm-hmm. they have a big pavilion that's it was newly done i think when we were there but it's got like cool twinkle lights and it's lit um, and they got a little fire pit out there and they invited us. We hung out out there one night and like they said, had some snacks like fruit and popcorn and drinks and stuff. Actually, there was another person staying too. Yep. And we, and they sat out with us too. And we talked yep. all night long. It was yep. so fun. It was fun. Great community. I really do like it when we stay somewhere, um, and there's other people staying too. Because it just makes it even more fun because there's just more stories yeah, to hear. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, those are five great Harvest Hosts and Boondockers Welcome that we think you should check out if you're in the area. Yes. And if you don't check out these, check out some of the other spots that might be in the area that you're in. Because let me tell you, it is really cool to stay at the local businesses and, you know, that Harvest Host has I don't know, found and put in their app. Um, the Boondockers Welcome are really great. Mm-hmm. I was very nervous to do those from the when we first got it. I was like, I don't want to stay at people's houses. I'm well, a little weirded out by this. That's the thing. Like, you think it's going to be super awkward. Like, I'm just going to park in this guy's driveway. <laughs> but then you get there, and they usually greet you. Yeah. Uh, at, at least at some point during your stay, they'll talk to you. But I don't think we've ever stayed at one that we never met the person in person. Um, but I have, I have seen, or, uh, I've looked at different Harvest Host locations where it'll say, we might not be there, but here's, you know, we'll give you instructions if you book and this is what you have to do. 
And they're all very nice, and it's but yeah, yeah. It, I've never I've never felt awkward or out of place or anything like that. Like you get there and you talk to them, and they're just like you. They're just RVer people, you know. Yeah. They're like cool, <laughs> you know. And they say if you're if you want to go out to eat, here's two different of our fav- favorite restaurants, depending on what you like, or if you want to go check out like a a cool park or something like that. Yeah, really cool. All right, so that's a wrap. Definitely check out one of these places if you're in the area. And if not, check out a different place. And if you're not a Harvest Host member, you can check it out at thefailless.com slash Harvest Host. And you will get a discount, 15% off, um, to check it out yourself. And you'll enjoy it. Even if you just get it for a year and check it out, if you don't like it, cancel it. And, you know, there's so many benefits to having it depending on the things that you like to do. Like, if you're if you're a golfer, that's where you'd really, and, and a traveler, that's where it would really pay off. You could go to check out all these different golf courses. We don't have the golf add-on because we don't golf. Mm-hmm. But that's the only thing that we don't have included in our membership. The golf clubs and country clubs, though, have spas. Oh. <laughs> Might have to look into that. <laughs> you can check out the show notes for this episode at thefailless.com slash 96. Thank you so much for listening. Next week, we're going to be talking about the financial side of RV living. So definitely check out that podcast as well, which is next week. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you next week. Bye. 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 Hello, and welcome to... Episode 93? 96. 96. What food was it? It's just like goat food. Goot food. Goot food. <laughs> um, the day we were getting there, TLC was going to be there. They were there the day, like, they were leaving the day before. Um, yeah, and they were going to perform their smash hit, Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. No. TLC, the TV oh. company. <laughs> Lexi. Can you not Your rearrange microphone. the house on the podcast? <laughs> What's that? Something. Something in the system. It's Dad's favorite sound. It's your mom's heartbeat. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I mean, as a side note, don't put this on the podcast, but how does that happen exactly? I you, don't know. you need to teach me later. Tell me how that happens. Don't teach me. I'll tell show you. <laughs> <Don't>, tell me. <laughs> I just went in the wrong direction.